extra extra you can read all about it but let my boy pl tell you about it extra point yeah yeah extra point extra point yeah yeah extra point welcome 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 to a brand new live edition of the extra point show your host mr pl coulter Coming to you live and direct from Fishbowl Radio Network. That's FBRN.us. Getting you to and through your lunch break as I do each and every Friday from 11 to 1. That's AM to PM. Kicking it off, batting lead off in the Sea Bowl today. Right here at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Beautiful overcast day here in Texas. Glad to have you on board with me Today, it's Friday, which means it's payday. Happy payday to all of my ballers and ballettes out there. Throw your debit card way on up in the air. Way on up in the era. Congratulations to you. If you're at the end of your work week, congratulations. You're at the midway point. You're starting to get that itis, starting to get that mental block. I'm going to help you push through for the next two hours. We're going to talk a lot of sports. We're going to have some grown-up conversations as well. Last week, I I did some experimenting around on Facebook Live, so uh, make sure you stay tuned to that. You can uh, follow me there at Paul Coulter, C-O-L-T-E-R. We're going to have some more debates. It was some fun discussions going on on Facebook Live, so I will be jumping on and off there throughout the show. Looking forward to catching up and interacting with you all there as well, I want to send a shout out to Tasha T. Sizzle checking in on Tweezy, getting herself a nice bubble bath relaxation going on with her maze toes. Go blue, go blue. Glad to have you back in the fold, Tasha T. Sizzle. It's always a blast when you are in the building. Now, let's get some some house cleaning done before we get into the meat and taters of today's show first of all i want to send some birthday shouts out number one we want to send a birthday shout out to one Derek jeter mr jeter turns 46 today i want to send a happy birthday to one michael vick who just hit the big 4-0 today i'm going to be looking forward to going back on twitter today and seeing some of his greatest of highlights as people normally do when an athlete of his caliber is celebrating a birthday, some of those ankle-breaking moves that he put on people while he was in the Georgia Dome and while he was in Philadelphia as well. Happy birthday to you, Michael Vick. Also want to send a happy 30th birthday out to Iman Shumpert. Stop it. He's an NBA champion. <laughs> don't, don't y'all start this early. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 30th birthday, Iman Shumpert. Also, I want to wish a happy anniversary to the NBA draft. Happy anniversary, NBA draft. On June 26th, that was a day where uh, several game changers throughout the NBA's history were drafted. On this very day, this was a very good day to hold a draft in the annals of NBA history, starting with none other than 17 years ago on this very day. One LeBron King James was drafted number one overall 
out of St. Vincent St. Mary High School in Akron, Ohio. He's gone on to become the king and a thorn in the side of MJ fans worldwide. I love it. <laughs> Shouts out to the king 17 years ago in that all-white suit being drafted by his hometown Cleveland Cavaliers. But did you know a year before that, on this very day, Yao Ming was selected number one overall by the Houston Rockets? One of the most recognizable international basketball players um, one of the biggest worldwide basketball ambassadors that the game has ever seen. Uh, a basketball Hall of Famer that be him. In 1996, a plethora of uh, MVP players were drafted on that day. Starting number one with uh, Georgetown guard Mr. Allen Iverson. The answer was taken number one overall on this day in 1996. Also, a couple of his classmates um, went on to have Hall of Fame careers as well. One, Steve Nash, two uh, NBA MVPs. He's a Hall of Famer, 2B, if not already inducted. And one, Kobe Bean Bryant, who's this year's inductee after five NBA championships and a plethora and a host of other awards. R.I.P. Mamba. On this day in 1996, he was selected number 17th overall by the Charlotte Bob, uh, the Charlotte Hornets at the time. Before he was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for one Vladi Divac. <laughs> How do you think that worked out for L.A.? <laughs> also, in 2008, the Chicago Bulls drafted one Derrick Rose, number one overall, on June 26th. Now, he was a league MVP as well and was on his way to an NBA title. But you know that 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 dude from Akron was in the East. So that wasn't happening. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, injuries derailed his career at its height. But I'm glad that he's still able to carve out a niche in the league and still be able to contribute and be a team player. I hope he's able to latch on with a title contender. The only thing missing from his resume is an NBA championship. He does have an NBA, I mean, a, a gold medal on the Olympic team. Shouts out to Derek Rose. Now on to some more serious subjects. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to play some bangers. We're going to have a jolly good time. But first, we got to get down to some business, especially for my people down here in Texas. Now, I don't know about you and where you're from, but right here, Coronavirus is showing her entire ass. She done flipped up the skirt and started twerking. <laughs> Good Lord. We've gone 14 straight days with record high cases and hospitalizations. It's getting to the point now to where we're at a code red as far as hospital beds that are, are available for people. Ventilators uh, could soon be a problem as well. Um Y'all, it's time to put on your damn mask. It's time for us to start taking this thing seriously. Now, right here in Arlington, Texas, in Tarrant County, um, the, the city has ordered uh, a mandate starting tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. that everyone doing business, whether you be the customer or the employee, must wear a mask inside of a building. Well, it's almost July. We're just now doing this, but I digress. So, um, you know, we're making uh, all the preparations here, and we have been doing so here at Fishbowl Radio Network. We are uh, a mask mandate organization. 
um, especially in the tight quarters that we're in and, and these studios can get kind of cramped and not a lot of circulation. So I applaud our CEO, uh, Ms. Sylvia St. John's Martinez. If she's listening, I love you. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, but she's been very strict and there's, there's, um, literally, um, posters on the door saying mask only and, um, and with different city ordinances to back it up so we're not having none of that foolishness. You're not going to do that on my watch while I'm on the clock. Try to go viral without your mask on coming up in the fishbowl. It's not happening. You go viral for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but seriously, now, now, you know as well as I know that this coronavirus thing has been politicized and that especially here in Texas, there's this this myth out there that you know you don't mess with texas and and coronavirus said oh you don't well to hold my beer because <laughs> right now we're we're a hotbed we're, we're ground zero we went from in april having a couple of hundred cases a day being alarming to us enough to to force a stay in in in, in shelter ordinance now we're up into the thousands we broke five thousand yesterday and the day before that and it keeps getting higher every day with cases of, of, of positive tests and deaths and hospitalizations. They're one of the biggest hospitals in, in the country in Houston is now having to use the children's hospital for for um, overflow patients. It's getting that bad here, y'all. And again, I'm not here to politicize this because, you know, on Twitter earlier this week, it was the the, you know, the weekly finger pointing, ranting back and forth, you know, conservatives saying it was the protesters that have brought on this spike. And, um, you know, the 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 protesters saying that this indeed, in fact, started Memorial Day weekend when it was a beautiful weekend here in Texas and everybody everything was open and everybody was out and about and gallivanting. Y'all, it's a little bit of everything. Everybody is culpable right here. Everybody is culpable. Even I, at point in times, I'm a mask wearer, and I have even kind of got a little laxed when it seems like we were trending in the right direction. But I come from a small town with a with a, a mentality that I choose to live by that that is simply a question that I ask myself over and over again when faced with situations like this: Would you rather be right, or would you rather be happy? Now. Could some of the the I'd rather be happy at this age and stage of my life than to be right, and I'm going somewhere with this. Now, for the people who who were blaming the protesters for the spike in coronavirus across the country, especially here in Texas, let's not forget that the George Floyd protests were not the first protest that was going on in Texas. It just kind of usurped the previous protest because prior to George Floyd's killing, murder. There were protests going on all around this state. People with with AK-47s, AR-15s, beating down the the, the city legislative uh, doors, demanding haircuts, demanding the gyms be reopened, demanding to go back to work. Remember those protests? <laughs> that was before Mother's Day. So if we're going to blame the, the, the one set of protests, let's blame them all. Let's throw us all in there. Everybody got a little lax with this. There's only a few people on my timeline that I saw that, that religiously took this thing seriously. But my question is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? 
Because if you're anti-mask and, and you're contributing to the problem here and you're asymptomatic and you're going around spreading it to all of these different people, getting them infected and whatnot, um, if you're not going to do it for yourself, if you're not going to do it for your neighbor, if you're not going to do it for the elderly woman or, or the or the young person with the auto uh, immune deficiency, if you're not going to do it for, for them, can you at least do it for the for sports? You do want sports, right? Because let me tell you like this. We keep climbing in these numbers over the next few weeks. You ain't going to have no fall sports. Now, me, I'll be, I'll be okay. I'll turn this into a political show. <laughs> You're going to hear my big mouth every week one way or the other. I will figure it out. I'll bring T. Sizzle on here and, and, and we'll turn this into, into something else. I'm going to be okay, but will you be okay without fall sports? Will you be okay without football? While you're being right, exercising your right to not wear a mask if you don't want to? Because if enough people do that, this thing is not slowing down. And if it's not slowing down, by this time next month, when the training camp is supposed to start, when fall football practice or college football is about to start, when the NBA is about to restart, when Major League Baseball is about to restart, you think those commissioners are going to send their players out there? If the COVID cases continue to spike from code red today? You're kidding yourself if you think that's the case. And you'll be sitting there all fall with no sports on to, with plenty of time to get on social media and blame people for why we have no sports. When you yourself does not want to wear a damn mask. It's not that hard. <laughs> you don't want to do it. You, you want to look like, like you're stronger than, than, than the next man and you're tough, you're macho, or you're, you're my chest. Is that a word for the female macho? You're my chest. <laughs> you can be macho all you want to. You can do that all you want to. And you're going to be doing it without no damn sports for the whole year. No sports for the... Right, Tasha says, I'd rather be alive. Um, and women want their hair dead and all of that stuff. But you ain't going to have no sports. For fans in the stands, <laughs> oh, don't be silly. <laughs> don't be silly because that none of that stuff is happening. I'm sorry. So, again, we're, we're, we're starting to go backwards here in Texas. We're starting to go backwards. Now they're, they're, they're I believe, starting to close things back down, and we're inching back uh, closer to having to stay sheltered in place. And I'll get to a little bit more of that later on in the show. But come on now. Ask yourself, do you, you want to be right about this corona thing? You want to prove that you're macho, that you're not going to wear no mask? Okay. Do it at the expense of sports. <laughs> sports will be like, we're millionaires. These athletes are like, I'm not getting out there to entertain you in the midst of this foolishness while you sit at home uh, sheltered and bunkered in watching me no we won't have any sports let's all just take our ball and go home and you're gonna be mad <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna be mad as hell <laughs> so at the end of the day come on man let's just put on the mask you want sports back you want to play you want to to defend your fantasy football league championship You want to crown a college football champion? 
You want to see your beloved favorite state team playing on CBS, ESPN, ABC, Fox, all of that good stuff? It ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen if we don't get these numbers corralled and quickly. So put on the mask. And if you don't want to put on the mask, you're the last person I want to hear about being mad that there's no more sports. We're done with the hoax talk. We're done with the political talk. It, you know, it's, it's, you know, when the woman is in labor and, and, and having contractions, it's too late to worry about how the baby was conceived. It's too late to worry about who's the father. It's time to deliver the baby. How Corona got here and why it got here is irrelevant now. It's here. And if you don't want it to wreck the rest of your 2020, which has already been a B.I., then I strongly suggest that we all get on board and just bunker down and do what we have to do for the next six weeks to save our seasons. I'm just saying to save our seasons. Now, we got a jam packed show coming up on the extra point today. We're going to get into some NBA. We're going to talk them boys, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and some of my concerns with them. We're going to get into NASCAR a little bit. We're going to talk about Bubba Wallace and Noose Gate. And what is so ironic about all of that that's irritating me that I want to talk about. All of that stuff. Plus, trust me, <laughs> you do not want to hear who I have to tell to shut the hell up this week. This week is personal. <laughs> Make sure you stick around for that. So we got plenty of good stuff on tap. We have a jam-packed show, as I stated. Looking forward to getting to it. Um, coming up next, is there already trouble in the bubble? We'll get into that right after a little throwback. Little Mo and Fabulous. It's the extra point. I guess I ain't got no reason to mingle around. I found a superwoman that could leap from the truck in a single bound. Mommy, I'm trying to blame you down. Some niggas without shades on. Can't say it when I bring you round. She put her lips on the reed and pull it to work her tongue. And make me come faster than a speed and bullet. Her love's stronger than a locomotive. But only for the F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Sing to me, ma. Yeah. 
superwoman might have saved my day Them skills, I would have gave some play Now nah, I wouldn't even grave their way I understand why them other chicks behave that way They see the ICS on your chest Engraved and gravy whipped I might so usually hear my tips I'm tight But only green I keep from you Is kryptonite The wind that blue and red suit Fit your hips so right I be like Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da Damn It's like I'm under your spell A feeling you was a crime They gon' have to put me under the jail You probably hear the details That I be in everything From layers to CLs With my share of females But you know I care for you And anytime this nigga's there for you These feelings I only share for you This makes it a little more clear for you That To the Extra Point Show Your host Mr. P.L. Coulter Coming to you live as I do each and every Friday from 11 to 1 That's a.m. to p.m. Getting you to and through your lunch break Coming to you live from Fishbowl Radio Network FBRN.us Make sure you log on and keep it here for the remainder of the day Now ladies and gentlemen I've jumped on Facebook live for this next segment I uh, want to send a shout out to Miss Vonda Broughton, Miss V Weezy. Shouts out, sending Godspeed, loves, hugs, and kisses your way for a speedy recovery. We miss you up here as well. Can't wait for you to get back. Can't wait. And all the hosts have been asking about you as well, Vonda, just to let you know. Now, for those that, that listened last week, you know that I am super duper excited about the uh, the return of the NBA season. I am. And one Marcus Stone, CEO of Unapologetic Hustle, jumped on and, and he explained, um, you know, some of his his um, reasonings for why maybe the NBA should just go ahead and skip out and not, you know, not do their thing this year. A very, very good conversation he jumped on. Uh, we put him up on the live feed. He jumped on the air. Great conversation. I can't wait to have him back on the air. Um, but the more we talk about this NBA restart, the more I, the more I'm I'm getting nervous about the NBA starting back on in five weeks. It should it's supposed to be five weeks from today. Now, last week we talked about Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard saying that. You know, players should actually boycott the return of the NBA because it will take away from the momentum being built from the Black Lives Matter movement. Well, we are starting to see some tangible change, at least on our local levels in regards to police brutality, some of the tactics um, that they can use. We're seeing 
police officers that don't want to face accountability just up and quitting. We're seeing people of all races come together to band together for justice. Um, I absolutely love that. Um, and I do understand uh, where people are coming from when they say that if we bring the NBA back, then that's going to you know usurp anything uh, media-wise that will be going on with the movement because everybody is so thirsty for some sports, especially this close to the um, to the NBA playoffs, that they will be starving for it. And, yes, those numbers are going to be bananas when they come back. Yes, I will be talking mostly sports, heavy sports. That part is true. I get him on that. Um, I still want basketball back, though. I ain't going to lie. I still want basketball back. Um, but, you know, so we had some players that were opposing, namely Kyrie Irving, and, and he's not alone. There's there's others. Then we had the coaches' uh, union that were sending out uh, their, their um, flyers that, hey, we have a lot of old people coaching. You know, Greg Popovich, 71 years old. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, coach of the Houston Rockets, 69 years old. Um, Alvin Gentry, coach of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, 65 years old. Uh, these are coaches that will have a much different outcome or could have a much different outcome if they were to contract coronavirus than, say, a 25- to 35-year-old athlete in, you know, peak perfect condition. And so we have the worries from some of the players. We have worries from some of the coaches. Now we have an anonymous GM that said that he is absolutely worried about the, the sudden increase in coronavirus virus cases, especially in Florida. Now, while Miami is turning into the new hotbed, Orlando hadn't been quite as bad, but Florida is Florida. And you're asking these players to go to a hotbed where the cases continue to increase. They'll be isolated away from their family for four months. Uh, not sure about that. Um Shouts out to Joe McGee. Shouts out to Rodney Wilson. Yes, sir. T-Bones for life. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for everybody that's joining in on Facebook Live right now. Appreciate you. Um, so, so we have that. So there's growing, uh, like, pushback when initially it, it appeared on the surface that when the NBA and the NBA uh, Players Association agreed to this bubble and then we, we saw – the, the great measures that Commissioner Adam Silver went through to ensure that these players will be as safe as possible. No, you're not going to be a thousand percent foolproof safe, um, but as safe as possible. I was pretty confident about it, but I don't know. And now we're seeing um, that players are already starting to bow out of the bubble. Uh, Davis Bertans for the Washington Wizards, he decided to bow out. Um, Trevor Reza decided to bow out. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein, who's a, a key member off the bench for the uh, hometown Dallas Mavericks, he decided to buy out. He was replaced, by the way, by one Trey Burke, Michigan legend, college uh, basketball player of the year. I was right up the road in 2013 when he hit that three at the buzzer to send it in the OT against Kansas Swish. <laughs> Go blue. I digress. Um so we have players that's already opting out, and, and most notably we have Avery Bradley that's the, that uh, decided to uh, to opt out for family reasons. Now, for Avery Bradley, who was a starting guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, he played a pivotal role in their rotation. He was their best wing defender. He's a solid three-point shooter. Uh, the last time that he was in a meaningful game was against the Clippers right before the NBA went on hiatus. He dropped six threes and 25 points. 
a season high. Go blue, Tasha. Um, so uh, that's could be that could be a, a big deal. Now, while the the NBA's uh, deadline to opt out was was technically yesterday, there is some wiggle room um, per the NBA commissioner because the league um, rosters doesn't have to be submitted until July the first. So we could see some more people doing it. Now let's now let's look at this case by case. Now with Davis Bertans, he's opting out because the Wizards suck. They're in ninth place. Now, I don't think they're going to catch Orlando, and he is in the in the midst of making upwards of you know eight figures in his free agent deal. He's a pending free agent, and that is the 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 one group that has more notable players that I think people haven't really taken into account yet is the pending free agent. Shouts out to Stephanie Coulter, my baby sis checking in. I love you, sis. Um, But the free agents, you know, so we, we talked about the players that, that didn't want to go for protest reasons, and Vonda agrees that we need to boycott everything in all caps. We'll get more into that a little bit later on in the show. Um, we've had uh, the Coaches Coalition, voice their concerns due to the age of most of their coaches uh now we've seen anonymous gms making statements and if it's an anonymous gm i'm willing to bet that it's rob palinka because you ain't trying to get on lebron's nerves right now everybody knows that lebron wants to play <laughs> everybody knows it and y'all just saw me lower my chair right there on facebook live sorry about that um but so we we we've, we've covered all of those people last week but the free agents were were like this silent minority that could really play a big impact on this. Think about it. The new league year starts in a couple of months. If you go into this bubble in Orlando and you god forbid tear your ACL, we're not even talking about coronavirus right now. Let's say you tear your ACL or even worse heaven forbid, you you tear your ACL. I'm I'm sorry, your um you you have a, like a ruptured Achilles or something like KD did a catastrophic injury. Not only will that eliminate you from this playoffs coming up, but the twenty uh twenty slash twenty twenty one season is about to start here. What in October November? You're gonna miss that whole season as well. And there are some notable names out there with that that are pending free agents that might not be too keen on on doing all of that. Let's start with with one of the most obvious. That's one, Mr. Giannis. Atentacumpo. Now, he's eligible to sign his Supermax deal with the Milwaukee Bucks this this coming up season. After the after this coming up season, after they complete the this this little trial run in the bubble, he'll be eligible to sign his max deal. Now, like KD, I honestly believe that Giannis will be able to get a Supermax deal wherever he goes, regardless if that team has to wait a year for him to sit out to rehab an injury. He's kind of one of those people that, you know, you're going to sign him anyway. If you can get him for three years, that still puts you in title contention. So Giannis, I think he has he has a good chance of playing and not being too, uh, too badly affected going forward. Now, Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis has a player option for next year. He hadn't signed it, it, it yet. And word out of out of his camp, which is Rich Paul's camp, and you know how Rich Paul and them get down. Word out of Rich Paul's camp is that he's gonna he's not gonna do it. He's gonna go ahead and run it to the max like LeBron would do to hold a team's feet to the fire to make sure that they stay great. You know, if you're if you're Anthony Davis and you got a super big uh, contract coming up here soon, do you really want to go in the bubble? Hmm. 
I don't know. Do, do you really uh, want to go? He is. Do you really want to go in the bubble? I don't know. If I'm Rich Paul, I'm like, look, AD, New Orleans was a disaster. It was. You finally in La La. This season is going to have an asterisk by it, regardless of who wins, in my opinion. Do you really want to go in this Orlando bubble and, and, and catch coronavirus, possibly, or even worse yet, a player that's had a history of injury problems, go in there and tear his shoulder up or, or tear his knee up when next year he's, he's got an option to opt in or become the most coveted free agent in all of basketball? Ooh, if you are injuring yourself and you're Anthony Davis, you don't have a, a choice but to opt back in and just sit there and not be playing uh, while you're rehabbing your final year, which could lead to you not being re-signed to a, a Supermax deal after that. We don't, you know, you just don't want to, you just don't want to, to, to chance that. That just seems like it's a, that's a big, a big chance to take. Um, some other players, like, players like Mike Conley, who's the point guard for the Utah Jazz. Now, he has a player option as well. Um, now, he gets a $34.5 million deal if he opts in, so I would think that he would opt back in anyway. Um, so he might as well go ahead and play. Uh, Andre Drummond, he just opted back in. If you're Gordon Hayward, you have a player option as well. Now, his player option uh, is in the mid-30s as well as, as far as millions of dollars. We all know that he came off that broken uh, ankle, that gruesome injury, and, and uh, is back playing to almost his all-star caliber level. If you're him, do you want to risk going into this bubble rather than just sit this thing out and wait and just start a new year fresh to where you can actually like build on your market to to do something better i think you might want to do that i, I mean i don't know like th there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to this nba season and um and uh, let's say like demar derozan he has a player option as well like there's a lot of team uh, team players that are meaningful to their teams that that really have a decision to make between now and july 1st whether or not you want to go into that bubble and play and be away from your family for four months or whether you like nah since i'm not going to be penalized the worst that i'm going to do is not receive the rest of my my salary for this year and then we just kick it up again in october i think that there you might see so a, a more of a trickle down effect for some players that don't want to play I don't blame Bertans. I don't blame Avery Bradley. He has a child with respiratory issues. Um, and so he doesn't want to, to go somewhere where he can possibly be uh, infected with the coronavirus. I get that. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein, he said it's for personal reasons as well. We don't know his true medical history. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if the, um, if the NBA is going to be able to still have a season and if these players will go 100%. We shall see about that. Now, coming up next, speaking of coronavirus, I believe that Major League Baseball is the only sport where coronavirus actually did them a favor. I'll explain what I mean after a little throwback. Michael Jackson. It's the extra point. Do you remember when we fell in love? We were young again in a something. Do you remember how it all began? It just seemed like heaven, so I did. Do you remember back in the fall? 
And we are back to the Extra Point Show. Yes, Rodney Wilson, we did play this. Shouts out to Rodney Wilson. High school trombone player, Pearl Cone Marching Band, those fighting firebirds. We got down on everybody. Want to send a shout out to those checking in on the Facebook Live side. Shouts out to my boy, Drew Merriman, a.k.a. Thaysen Beats. Make sure you stay tuned in just a few minutes. Got something special planned for you and him. Marcus Stone, CEO of the Unapologetic Hustle. What's going on, sir? Salute to you. Shouts out to my sister, Steph, checking in. Everybody that's checking in on Facebook Live. Everybody that's checking in. Now, I had to drop some MJ today because yesterday marked 11 years since we lost Mike. Wow. 11 years ago, yesterday, June 25th, 2009, we lost a legend. Facebook, if you're in there, drop me drop me your favorite MJ song of all time. Let's just have some fun with this as we celebrate the king of pop. Shouts out to MJ. Now, remember the time was my personal favorite MJ song of all time. That's just, that's just what it was. It was remember the time and there wasn't even a close second. Remember the little dance that we had, that we had to do in the band? <laughs> Yeah, we got down. Yes, Rhonda, it has been that long. We are getting old. Now, before the break, oh, Vonda checking in with Smooth Criminal. That was a good one. I'm going to do the little lean on Facebook Live in the next break. How about that? Should have brought my fedora. Um, Tasha Tasha checking in with Keep It In The Closet. Naomi Campbell and Mike getting busy in the desert. Shouts out to that one. Thriller. Checking in from Rodney Wilson and remember the time got to got to show love to, to Thriller. MJ had them bangers. <laughs> Do y'all know that on 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 the, the Thriller album, I believe Thriller, Bad and uh Billie Jean came on back to back to back. Whose album has three <laughs> iconic like generational hits? On the same album back to back to back. Do your thing. Mike Drew Merriman checking in with PYT. Pretty young thing. Boy, you better be glad this is live. Local radio was well, broadcast around the world, but you know what I mean. This is in the daytime, so I'm not going to troll you for the PYT. But when that one comes on, y'all will see the soul in this brother's legs. <laughs> when we're clubbing in our former club days, um, and he did make all the money. Major League Baseball, speaking of making all the money, they were fighting all summer long over money, which caused their, um, their the start to their season to be delayed. They finally have agreed, Major League Baseball owners and the Major League Baseball Union have finally agreed on a 60-game season. League, uh, the season cut short, of course, from coronavirus. Usually they start in, in you know early in the spring, but coronavirus was like, nah, we're not having that. Um, and I believe that out of all of the, the, the sports affected by coronavirus, I believe that Major League Baseball will actually be helped by the coronavirus. Let's just put this, get this out the way, off the top. And, and those that have been following the show, y'all know how I feel about Major League Baseball. The season is too damn long and too damn boring. There's too many, 162 games, that's too many games. And for these young millennials, for the millennials out there, they they don't want to wait five minutes on a lift ride or Uber ride. Trust me, I've done that on the weekends. They give you the side eye if you are half a second late. 
Shouts out. Marcus Stone saying uh, PYT joining Drew with that and Lady in My Life. Oh, remember Lady in My Life. But with baseball, I think this coronavirus just, just, just helped them because taking this season down to 60 games can do nothing but help the sport. The, now, baseball is going to be in the same mode as college football where every game counts. With 162 games, who cares if you miss a game or two? Who cares if your team loses a game or two? Nobody. Nobody cares. That's why attendance at Major League Baseball games have gone down each of the last four seasons. The games are too long. In Texas, it was too hot. They have a dome now. Thank God. But it was too much going on. Like, no. It, it, no. Like, it, it, was, it was just absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I can't sit through it. You got the games 15, 16, ending, ending at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, what family man with children going to let their kids stay up past midnight to watch a damn baseball game? I don't care if it is the weekend. And in the playoffs, it's even worse. So the 60 games, not only does it shorten the season and give, give every team a sense of urgency, give you more reasons to want to watch each individual game, but it also allows some of the, the downtrodden teams to get, to get into the fray. David Rodriguez checking in. <laughs> he says, don't talk bad about my baseball, man. I see you doing your thing. CeeLo's looking down proud of you. Shouts out to CeeLo's. My boy, Carlos Diaz, our boy, our brother, Carlos Diaz. And my one regret in life was that he was not here to see this because you know good and well he'd be sitting on the other side of me talking crap into this microphone. I love you, Carlos. The Diaz family, y'all are good people. Y'all have been really good to me over my life. Always, always got y'all back. Um, no, I'm one of the one percenters, Vonda. But getting back to baseball, it's not a knock on, on the sport. It's, it's just too long. And the thing is, David Rodriguez is a baseball purist. David Rodriguez uh, played baseball, coaches baseball. His son is a good baseball player. Um, all of that good stuff. And I like baseball. I like the Rangers. And the one reason why I think that this is going to be good for baseball is because you're going to be bringing in a new batch of fans who are thirsty for sports. And with a 60-game season, your team has just as good a chance to win as anybody else. Now, I've adopted the Texas Rangers as my hometown team because Tennessee doesn't have a professional baseball team. And last year, if you would have stopped after 60 games, the Rangers would have been in the playoffs. They were in the wild card race. So if you get off to a hot start and you get some good pitching out of your, out of your, your rotation, your team... Yes, your team. The team is not the Yankees. The team is not the Dodgers. The team is not the cheating Houston Astros could have a chance to make the playoffs this year. I also love the fact that the, that, um, the Major League Baseball is making a change during the regular season uh, to extra innings. You get to start with somebody on second base. Hallelujah. Can we? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. R.P. Carlos, yes, indeed. Y'all, don't make me tear up in here today. I'm trying to, <laughs> don't make me tear up. We have our good days and our bad days missing our brother. Um, but yes, I hope he's listening today. Today. Um, but I love the, the second baseman starting, um, you know, the leading off the inning. Like, that's, that is awesome. It, it to me, it brings a different level of intrigue. To me, it speeds it up. It cuts a seventeen inning game down to maybe eleven or twelve, 
I can deal with 11 or 12 innings. But when the game starts at 7 and we're working on 15, 16 innings, I just can't do it. And, and, and I'm a patient person. These millennials sure can't do it. And baseball needs to get younger with their fan base. Now, I credit the David Rodriguez's of the world who do spend time in, in putting the sport on to the younger generation. And, and that's good because we don't want baseball to die. But at the same time, my goodness gracious, can y'all speak this thing up? What the hell? What the, what, what, can we, can we move it along now, will you? Move this thing along. All right. That's my baseball rant for the day. I am excited about the Texas Rangers because they did start off fast last year. They do have some some nice hitting. I want y'all to, to free Willie. Mike Mon and them get it done. They got some good bats. Let's see if they can, can sneak into a wild card uh, spot. Um, now, Tasha says baseball is boring. I hate to say it. My ADD won't allow me to join. That's true. ADD is a real thing. Um, Marcus Stone says, I'm with Team Survival. Let's get the COVID numbers of the po- That's coming too, Marcus. Marcus, you're going to have – look, I'm going to have to just become a co-host on your show because I ain't going to have no sports to talk about. Between COVID and, and the movement <laughs> – but come on, baseball. Let's let's do it for the future. Let's do it for Los. He was a big, big baseball fan. Let's get it together. I think that this will be the perfect storm – to bring in a fresh batch of new and 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 yes, I'm gonna say it, black fans as well, because we love that single elimination type stuff. We love it to when two teams are playing and one team can't afford to go two games back, because most of these games are divisional games, from my understanding. Um, and yes, Von, the baseball is is better when when you're live there. Ain't gonna be no live there this year though. <laughs> So I'm down with the rule changes. Wow, that was a fast-moving hour number one. And hour number two, man, we're going to start it off talking them boys. We're going to talk them boys. We're going to have a grown-up conversation about Noose Gate <laughs> and NASCAR. And while they're missing the big picture of it all. And um, if you're in Texas, you're going you're gonna to definitely want to hear who I tell to shut the hell up this week. All that coming to you at the top of the hour. It's the extra point.
mess over me once, shame on you. You come up a hand, do it again, then it's shame on me. Sometimes we be getting told what we didn't want to learn. Sometimes we be getting told what we ain't want to see. It's up my winter, like the way that I feel. I grow, I take my style and put them under my belt. I learn from you just like you learn from me. I bleed, I pray for peace and perfect harmony. Somebody said, fool, you better keep on rapping. Stop that trip, ain't gon' happen. I told him, look, you better mind your business. Change your way of thinking, keep on living. They thought us the trouble that you ain't been out since. She stuck inside, scared, watching CNN. Just take the precautions so that life will be better. Uh, tell my friends to call me, I ain't accepting no letters. So keep bumping me against the wall. Yeah, I know I let the side to fall. Yeah, you had to. Mm -hmm. I know you changed your mind. You ain't the only one with bad news. I know that it made you feel strange, huh? You was right in the middle complaining and forgot what you was crying about. It could be your time and it might be. You can't do nothing about it. The dogs will. That's just how life be. One day it's with you, then it's gone. And I'm serious. And you ain't never even gonna feel it until it hit home. That's when the pain runs sharp and deep. And you ain't even when the days feel slow and long. I know you miss them, so it's time to uplift and try to pick the pieces up and find a way to drive on. Get the truth, so don't lie to me. Get back, Satan, man, lie to me. And that's the way that it's gotta be. And when it's over, I don't wanna hope you're proud of me. You keep bumping me against the wall. Yeah, I know I let the side to fall. But until you see me, trust me. You ain't seen bouncing back. You keep bumping me against the wall. Yeah, I know I let the side to fall. But until you see me, trust me. You ain't seen bouncing back. Mr. Las Vegas, and I'm here to tell you right now, if you want extra in life, you gotta go the extra mile. Log on to the Extra Point with P.L. Coulter every Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's the what? The Extra Point. You get it. You know, like when you're watching football, basketball, baseball, it's all about sports, all about bangers that you're not gonna wanna miss. That's the Extra Point with your man, P.L. Coulter, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time every Friday, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network inside Globe Life Park. Wow. New York City, you are now rocking with the best. Lloyd Banks, G. We on fire, up in here, it's burning hot. We on fire, so we take it off. If it get too hot, up in this spot, we on fire. Tell the roof on smoke, let the roof on fire. Uh, what you say? We get loose in the smoke. Five. Nah, I ain't putting nothing out. I smoke when I wanna. 26 inch chrome spokes on a Hummer. This heat gon' last for the whole summer. Running it faster than the road. Rocks on my wrist, rose gold under. On my hip, those throw better. I'm riding diamonds by the pier. But when you stop, the only thing still spinning is your hair. Yeah, I'm riding with that all black. Greatest cat back, all black gloves. I made this man, but the ball smack thugs. These record sales, these the ball back gloves. Not to mention the ball pack. 
clubs, his impacts by his rules. And all these new artists getting wrong deals. I'm only 21 sitting on the hills. Fire up in here, it's burning hot. We all fire. So we take it off if it get too hot. Up in this spot, we all fire. Tell the roof off, smoke. Let the roof on fire. What you say? We get loose in the smoke. Let the roof on fire. Fire, fire. If you know anything about me, then you know I'm a baller. If I don't First night, I ain't gonna call her I'm trying to play, you trying to have my daughter But I can't blame her for what her mama's order And I don't care about what the next border Cause I ain't putting no baguettes in her border I got a diamond that's about as clear as water And I got bread, but I ain't spending a quarter So cut the game's mine, let's go in the back Matter of fact, turn your ass round, back it down And I ain't biased when I'm riding through the town Like I'm small, like I'm tall, like I'm black, like I'm brown She gotta be able to come when I need her Tight ass pants, little wife, beat her Regular chick, go R&B, diva Say something, I ain't a mind Beat her fire, up in here It's burning hot, we all fire She can take it off, if it get too hot Up in this spot, we all fire Tell the roof on the smoke Let the roof on fire uh. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to album number two of the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. P.L. Coulter, coming to you live and direct, as I do each and every Friday from 11 to 1, that's a.m. to p.m., getting you to and through your lunch break. Courtesy of Fishbowl Radio Network, FBRN.US. My boy Thaysen Beats on the track. <laughs> he laced me with another one. <laughs> he laced me with another one. Drew, Drew Diddy, if you're still on Facebook Live, put your name in the, the comments. Put your, your Instagram name in the comments so people can reach out to you if they want some of that heat. He sent this to me around midnight last night. He hit me up and he was like, bro, I need you to check something out. I said, play it for me. He played it for me. I was like, send it to me. He sent it to me. I told you I was going to drop that mug today. That's that fire. <laughs> Shouts out to Thaysen Beats. Shouts out to Andrew Thomas Merriman, a.k.a. Drew. Yeah, if you get back on Facebook Live, drop it. Hey, Marcus Stone says that thing fire. Drew J, drop your Instagram into the comments. And um, so people can can uh, can check you out, check out the stuff. Now, Marcus, you're gonna really love the the actual inspiration behind that beat he did. It's a video that he did as well. This guy gets it. So, um, not you, Tasha, but yeah, follow Tasha, Tasha four four as well. 
But Drew, if you're listening, drop that into the uh, Facebook Live while we get on to business. Now, hope you all had fun on that little praise break we had there. Now we got to get back down to business. And the top of the, the order of business in hour number two are them boys. America's team. Them Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Lord. And um, like it, love it, or hate it, I honestly feel like this is going to be the most pressure that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be under heading into a season since 1995. Now, for my for my millennials out there, for my new schoolers out there, y'all, quick recap on why I said 1995. Now, we all know that Jerry Jones bought the team, I believe, 89. In 92 and 93, they won the Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson. In 94, Johnson went away. The San Francisco 49ers, who were the kings of the throne uh, at that time, they were getting demolished by Dallas en route to their back-to-back Super Bowls. They went out and signed the most uh, electrifying athlete in all the sports in Deion Sanders, who came to San Francisco in 1994. Tasha, I know you're loving this part. He came to San Francisco in 1994, uh, and he lived up to the billing. He um he he was the defensive player of the year. He had four pick sixes alone, and uh, he was the tipping point to get San Francisco over Dallas in 1994 when they went on and blew out uh, San Diego in the Super Bowl after beating the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game in 1994. Now going into 1995 with no Jerry Jones, I'm sorry, with no Jimmy Johnson, um. Jerry Jones made the shrewd move of of stealing Dion away from San Francisco. So with Dion with Dion on on the team, there was that that was the most pressure I ever seen the Dallas Cowboys under to go back and win it all again. Because if they couldn't take San Francisco's best player and beat them with it, it was going to be a wrap. Now, as fate would have it, San Francisco did beat Dallas down in the regular season in that '95 season, but in the playoffs. Brett Favre got hot in candlestick, knocked off San Francisco, and then Green Bay had to go to Dallas in the NFC Championship game. They beat Green Bay, went on to beat Pittsburgh. There's three uh, Super Bowls in four seasons. The dynasty is complete. Now, there was lots of pressure leading up to that season on Dallas to get back to where they were. This year may be even worse. (laughs) As far as from a pressure standpoint. First of all, let's just start with with the obvious. This was one of the most talented teams in the league last year, and they grossly, grossly, grossly underperformed. They grossly underperformed. You had a healthy Dak, a healthy Amari for the most part, a healthy Zeke for the most part all season. Your your offensive line was healthy for the most part all season, uh, aside from Travis Frederick, who retired. But with all of that, you lose out the NFC East division title, to the Philadelphia Eagles, who had about 15 people on injured reserve when they went into the playoffs? How, Sway? How, Sway? And that's right. Shouts out, Drew. Thason Beats. Check him out. Check that video out. It will move you. That's my boy. I ride for him. Um. Now, all right, now, Drew, get to work now. He wants to hear the story behind the beat as we continue with the Cowboys. So the Cowboys are already entering the season off of grave disappointment to where they underachieved. Like, that was probably the most talented team that did the worst out of any Cowboys team that I've seen in recent memory, at least since Jerry Jones took over the team. Now, you have that issue. You have a new coach coming in and Mike McCarthy when the last several years 
everybody in the world blamed the Dallas Cowboys woes on head coach Jason Garrett. Garrett ain't here no more. Garrett ain't here no more. You got a, a, a Super Bowl winning coach and Mike McCarthy in the building. But here's the problem. Corona. She came through shucking and jiving. And now there's been no OTAs. There's been no mini camps. There's been no none of that. So you have a new coach, a new coaching staff trying to implement a new system with no offseason program. Oh, this 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 could be this could be <laughs> this could be bad. Now. Let's let's get to the to the elephant in the room, the quarterback situation. Yes, Dak Prescott signed his franchise tender earlier this week, guaranteeing him thirty one million dollars all up front. He gets the thirty one million all this season, signing the franchise tag. Um, the Cowboys fans, before you go celebrating too hard about that, um, can you uh, can 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 you look at the roster? At, at the other quarterbacks, isn't your backup quarterback Andy Dalton on a one-year deal too? So basically, you're entering this season with just as many question marks at quarterback than you did last season. Dak still hadn't got his long-term deal; he's playing out of the string on a one-year deal, and your backup quarterback is playing on a one-year three million dollar deal. Now, how's this going to work? If you're Andy Dalton. Yes, you were brought in for leverage, but you weren't brought in for leverage just to sit around and hold a clipboard. Your goal is to get back into the NFL and to be on a starting a starting quarterback in this league again. That's not going to happen if they keep franchising Dak Prescott. That's not. And so if you're Andy Dalton, this is a one-year stopgap till you can go somewhere else and get you a starting gig. So who has the leverage now again? Dak Prescott. And if you're Dak Prescott, are you really going to have that reckless style of play that you had the previous four years to make to put you in this position, where you would run people over, to, you know, take on a defender instead of running out of bounds, dive over the pile to get that first yard or, or to cross the goal line? Are you gonna Are you gonna be that motivated to take them licks this year, knowing that a catastrophic injury, you're gonna be stuck at thirty one mil and that's it because they're gonna cut you. Like they did Dez, like they did Sean Lee, like they did DeMarco Murray, like they did all of them. You know how Jerry Jones gets down. You you know you know how this man gets down. So like, if you're Dak, you're like, okay, so I got my thirty one million secured, I got that bag secured, but I'm looking for a hundred million guaranteed. I, that that defender is coming down with bad intentions. I think I'm gonna slide this time. I don't give a damn if it's third and one. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to punt. Hey, ain't the kick under contract? we put that punter out there <laughs> to him to go earn his bread. I'm worried about that. Now, Marcus says there's nowhere else for Andy to go. At the time right now, no. But I'm talking about next season. Like, this season is um it, it is for him to just kind of just learn the lay of the land. He was brought in. Uh, he, he chose Dallas because Dallas was close to home. Uh, you know, he, he grew up in Fort Worth. He has a house here in, in, in Texas. He probably just wanted to keep things as normal as possible for his family during the coronavirus. So that's probably why he chose uh, Dallas over some other teams. But let's keep it. Let's, uh, he's not going to be content with just being a backup. This man has led teams to playoffs. So the only way he's getting on the field in Dallas is if Dak gets hurt or if Dak has a catastrophic start to the season and the, the team is like 0-6. But by that time, are you really going to want to give Andy Dalton if he has to come in and save your season? You're going to want to give him Dak money? 
Hell no. And if Andy Dalton comes in and plays well, then he's going to have a, a better market value for some other team to overpay for him. Now you're still without a quarterback. What the hell are you doing, Dallas? I got questions. Another thing that, that, that worries me about this Cowboys team as it stands right now, that is the mindset of Ezekiel Elliott. Now, there are some good quarterbacks that he could, he could poach from the draft next year. That could, that could be, um, that could be um, a possibility. Um, but as far as Zeke goes, he made some comments the other day, the, I think it was 48 hours ago, that really gave me cause to pause. Now, we all know that he's currently recovering from c- contracting the coronavirus. He was mad that it got out. Like, people... <laughs> Dak and Zeke, who are in y'all's camps? Like, I got two lifelong friends here in my mentions right now, and Drew and Tasha. If I die today, all of my bones will be buried with them because they're not going to write no book about me and, and vice versa. Dak got people posting videos inside the house when he's supposed to be quarantining. Somebody done, done, done gave Zeke's file to the media? <laughs> who are y'all running with? <laughs> what kind of... Man, you have to cut out my tongue before I, I speak ill of, of one of my real homies and homettes. That's just not going to happen. What the hell are you got a crew for if they're going to keep, keep selling you out to the highest bidder? <laughs> Your crew game is, is weak. <laughs> Yo, both of y'all's crew game is weak. Y'all keep getting caught up in stuff. Where people from your inner circle is divulging the information. I'm just going to put that out there and then I'm going to digress. But if you're Zeke, and rightfully so, Zeke was talking about Man, I'm getting better. You know, I was only symptomatic for a few days, but I'm getting better. I'm on the I'm on the mend, but I'm worried about this season and how they're going to keep everybody safe. Now, why does this worry me, you ask? This worries me is because because Ezekiel Elliott has never been what we would call a workout warrior. He'll come in with a little with a little dad belly. He'll come in with a little dad body. Before he works his way into to game shape as the season draws near. And also, he jumped the line last year and already got his money. He's already got his, his big contract. The only big contract that a running back is going to get in today's time. Zeke just got that. He was made the highest paid running back last year. What's his motivation to get out there and run around there with, with Rona? <laughs> Marcus? Now, that's going to go over people's head. Now, Marcus said they apparently turned on the true circle. That's going to go over a lot of people's heads. But that was the most ill and slick comment in the comment box today. <laughs> Good job by you, Marcus. Tell them to Google why you would say that. But Zeke, I'm worried about his commitment. Is he really going to be committed to, to, to going through all of the things that he's going to have to go through on and off the field, battling through coronavirus to be one of the top running backs in the league again? Or has he done his job and got his big payday? And now it's like, well, whatever. If you cut me, them guaranteed dollars are still coming in. All 50 million of them. And leave his crop top alone. He's going to need a moo-moo if he keep on. I digress. And, and, and last but certainly, certainly not least of my concerns with the Dallas Cowboys is that window of opportunity. Now, you know that in a hard salary cap league like the NFL, everybody can get the highest deal in, in the world. You can only kick that can down the street a couple of blocks, 
before it comes time to pay the piper. And I'm seeing receipts and invoices start to, to pile up, pile up and, and to come in on Dallas. Did you know that Dallas is the only team in the NFL this season with not one, not two, but three players making more than $20 million this season? Dak's making 31. Demarcus Lawrence is making 21. And Amari Cooper is making 20. On top of the 15 that, that Zeke is going to get. Ooh, this could be terrible. You got almost $100 million of your cap tied into four players. Four on a 53-man roster. How's that going to work long term? Y'all better win the Super Bowl this year, Dallas. <laughs> y'all going to win the Y'all better win the Super Bowl this year because how in the hell are you going to pay First of all, you got Andy Dalton on the cheap because it was late in the game when he got cut. You can't re-sign him for for something that small again. He can get a better deal in free agency this offseason. Dak, his money is going to go up if you franchise him again next year. It's going to be $37 million. And if you do it a third time, it's $54 million in one year. That's $100 million guaranteed in three seasons. Can you afford to do that and pay Amari and pay uh, uh, Zeke and pay your offensive line and pay Demarcus Lawrence and play, uh, pay your, your young defense that's going to be coming up for contract soon? Really? Leighton Vanderesh is going to be um, – Coming up for contract soon. Don't you want to keep your first rounder? What's up, Nicole Delaney, Southern girl in the house? Oh, and and not even to 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 mention it. And thank you for bringing it up, Marcus. Not even to mention the fact that that Jerry Jones has been eerily quiet through all of this social media stuff uh, about uh, you know where the league stands as far as protests coming this fall because it was that same Jerry Jones that says, "As for me and my house." Those players out there are going to stand toe on that line with their hand over their heart in, in salute of the of the, the stars and stripes. Now, the commissioner of the NFL and the NFL at large has done an about face on that, and many of them are going to support kneeling. Is that going to be the case in Dallas? Demarcus Lawrence? Why are you going off on Stephen A. Smith for calling out your owner? Jerry Jones was vocal about, no, nah, if you play in Dallas – you're going to be toe on white line, hand over heart, saluting the national anthem, or you will not be in a Cowboys uniform. Does that count for Zeke? What about C.D. Lamb, one of these millennials? Does that count for C.D. Lamb? If he decides to kneel, you're going to cut your prize, the number one uh, draft pick? Your first round pick, you're going to cut him? Hmm. Dallas, y'all got all kind of stuff going on. The season ain't even started. <laughs> what the? I love the Dallas Cowboys for this reason. Like, as long as the Dallas Cowboys are in the building, oh, you got a you gotta show. You got ma material for a show. You sure do. <laughs> you sure do. So, like, stop it, Tasha. Stop that. So, like, I, I mean, I got my uh, – this is a pressure-packed season. Oh, and by the way, on top of all of that, you're one of the most talented teams on the league roster-wise, and you're going to be expected to win your division and to make a serious run at the Super Bowl, something you have not done in 25 years. Since when? 1995. There you have it. There you have it.
Now, coming up next, I'm going to need everybody on the Facebook Live to put their big boy britches and their big girl draws on because we need to have us a, a, a conversation, a grown-up conversation, if you will. We don't want to, I'm not, I'm not here for the, the back and the forth or the, or the fighting in the comments, but we want to have an intelligent conversation about NASCAR and Newsgate and why people just don't get the big picture of all of the events that happened over the last few days in the sport. We'll get into it after a little throwback Rihanna and Drake. It's the extra point.
And we are back to the Extra Point Show. Woo, this two hours is flying by. Shouts out to everyone checking in on Facebook Live. Shouts out to everyone listening on FBRN.us. Glad to have you on board with me today as we trek along, getting you to the downside of that Friday workday to slide you right on into that weekend. Get your wine, get your black and miles, get your your uh, amenities, whatever they may be, to get you right for the weekend. Happy payday to everybody who just got paid today. If it's not your week to get paid, well, at least you turned in your time for this week. You know it's on the way. Shouts out to each and every one of you. Glad to have you on board. It's always fun and a pleasure to speak with you. Now, last week, I was praising one Bubba Wallace for um, being one of the the lone major African-American NASCAR drivers and uh, that he actually had the kahunas to speak up um, about the... uh, about the Confederate flags that were waving, you know, flying around in, in NASCAR sites, and that it was that the Confederate flags were non-inclusive, and, and that he felt uncomfortable with it, and and the what it showed, and how it could, you know, it's it's keeping the the sport from continuing to expand and to grow, and uh, NASCAR, to my surprise, took heed, listened to him, it did not fall on deaf ears. Uh, they actually uh, immediately, maybe within 48 hours or so, uh, made a mandate to remove all Confederate flags from the race sites, which infuriated a large segment of their fan, their fan base. Now, this is, uh, again, this is this is not me castigating anybody. This is not me going off on anybody um, as far as if you like NASCAR or not. I mean, NASCAR is NASCAR. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Motor Speedway and sports racing and all that is a big deal. Um, is a big deal now. The over the last few days, uh, it's been a controversy around this noose. Okay, now uh, apparently, according to NASCAR, a NASCAR official went and um and told Bubba Wallace and uh you know the the head the higher ups at NASCAR that a noose was found in Bu- in Bubba Wallace's garage, and uh, the. And NASCAR immediately enlisted the help of the FBI to launch an investigation. They put out a statement saying that that wouldn't be tolerated um, and that uh, whoever was found guilty of doing this would be banned for the, uh, you know, for life from the sport. Uh, There were several racers, um, you know, the competitors of Bubba Wallace that stepped in and and, uh, denounced any type of, um, you know, allegiance to that that mode of thinking. Uh, So after the 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 uh, FBI concluded their investigation. It comes to find out that it was really just a a rope tie from a garage for the garage door, and that it had been there since October, and that no crime was committed, no hate crime was committed. Pause. I just wanted to pause that to let all of that kind of sink in to where we are today and to why I'm kind of confused. Um, to me, as an African American man who is very familiar with NASCAR because of the region of the country that I grew up in, I am. I was happy that it wasn't the case. Remember earlier in the show, I asked you, "Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy?" At this age and stage of my life, I want to be happy. I don't want to be right all the time. And in this case, I don't want to be right 
just so I can say, see NASCAR? You see what kind of fans you have? You see what kind of country we live in? You see what blah, blah. I didn't want to be right for that reason. I didn't want the news to be there. I was happy with the outcome. But not a lot of people were happy with the outcome of the investigation. A lot of NASCAR fans, actually. Um, within, I'd say, a couple of hours, a few hours of uh, the news hitting the social media that uh, the uh, investigation was complete and there was no news found, Trending on on Twitter, number one trending, you know, in the country was apologize, where there were a large contingent of fans and maybe even supporters of NASCAR or just people in general who wanted NASCAR to apologize for um, jumping to the conclusion that a noose would have been in Bubba Wallace's garage, um, saying to apologize for NASCAR to apologize to who Na- NASCAR, <laughs> like. I don't I don't know. Um now ironically enough, we didn't see any apologize hashtags trending when the protest started for the Minnesota Police Department that actually started all of this stuff. We never we never saw anything trending for them to apologize, but I'm gonna digress there. What the the big picture that that I feel missed here because there was a segment of the population that felt like here we go again. You're always assuming the worst out of us. You're always thinking that we're up to, to no good. That we would do this. Come to find out that wasn't true. Now there was no one particular driver that was that was um, accused. There was no particular entity that was accused. No one was accused, and no one actually suffered. From the accusation or the allegation that there may have been some wrongdoing that went on behind the scenes. But we're missing the the total big picture of this. And and this is why I say don't get distracted. Like the the, the race baiting, this is another attempt to distract us from, from what people don't want you to see about NASCAR. And that's that NASCAR is starting to become inclusive nascar acted swiftly nascar immediately got the fbi involved can you imagine this scene if if we'd be sitting here today and nascar still hadn't opened an investigation into that news and we all saw a picture of it yesterday nascar released a picture of the rope it was it didn't look like your normal like rope that you use in a garage it looked it was tied like a noose it was if it looked like a noose (laughs) damn it it's a noose but still, if it was not done with a malice intention toward Bubba Wallace, I I get it, and I'm happy about that. I'm glad that NASCAR is not doing that. But I'm even more glad that NASCAR would actually would actually be the inclusive body um, that they that they had claimed to be earlier when they asked to remove the flags. That they will follow through and get the FBI in and launch an immediate investigation. Also, what people want to downplay in all of this to keep us fighting about. Whether it was fair, why would people make up, if racism was so real, why do people have to make it up? They were calling Bubba Wallace Jesse Smollett. Like, they were telling, they were even telling um, Bubba to apologize. Like, the, the trend, the, the, the trending Twitter topic was apologize. They were talking to Bubba Wallace. Bubba didn't even find the news. Bubba didn't report the news. It was reported to him. And NASCAR acted swiftly like they should have done. Like if a noose was found in a bathroom at your job, you would hope that an immediate investigation would be open to see who the hell did it. And if it turned out to be some type of misunderstanding or miscommunication, you would think that everybody would be happy about that. Not sad. And also, another thing that that was buried in all of this was the fact that 
every single NASCAR driver helped push Bubba's car to the to the start of the race uh, in the in Talladega, where where this rope was found in the garage. That's that's to me that's the bigger overarching um, thing that I want to take away from this is that the sport that I grew up not a fan of because I didn't feel like I was being included into what was going on. They've already made the the stand to remove the Confederate flag, even with 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 people threatening to lose a fan base. You know, people threatening to walk away. We had a racer walk away. You know, people. You know, you you're taking a huge risk with your core audience for banning the Confederate flag at the request of one black race car driver. Like that is, you know, that's huge. So, um, I think that therein lies. The, the the bigger point in all this Hold on, I think we got a phone call here Let's see what we got here The extra point, this is P.L. Coulter, who's on the line? Facebook Live and, and listening all across the world on FBRN.us. I need y'all to answer Kathy's question. I'm going to need somebody to answer because th- that is a great point. Now, did you see a picture of it yesterday, Kathy? Yes. Random rope that you would use to close a garage door, right? Well, if it had been That 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 something is amiss with this FBI investigation. Yeah, something's amiss. Something. Uh, rope hairs hanging from those knots. You know how ropes tend to fringe after being sitting in place for a long time. It didn't. I didn't see many. F- yeah. um, Kathy is absolutely right, and I challenge anybody uh, on the on the lines or on Facebook Live to to call in and rebut that. That is a very very good point. Um, that that we still don't have answers to. Now it will be interesting to see if an independent investigation aside from the FBI will be launched in regard to this, um, because I don't think this is maybe is the end of of Bubba Wallace. And how he may be treated by either colleagues that are hating on the low or the fans in general or whatnot. But, Kathy, you bring up an excellent point, and I thank you for calling in. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. And make sure you become a friend of the show. Call in any time. But that is a great question. One more question. Yes, one more No outrage 
over the people who did the flyover with the flag. The whole outrage was at the results of the FBI investigation. However, prior to that race, I mean, the, the prior to the race, they were flying defund NASCAR uh, flags over the the uh, on the flyover, and they were still trying to 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 round the stadium with Confederate flags. So, but no one makes any mention right. of that. They're only talking about. Uh, Bubba Wallace being a Jesse Smollett and trying to, I guess, elicit sympathy from everybody by making up a fake story about a noose that we all saw tied like a noose. Uh, he's not making it up. He absolutely is. It's, it's the way he's a fake Uh, as far as that rope, because I was expecting to see something that that looked like a rope that you would make at a home garage if you needed to a makeshift, you know, uh, something to close it and open it for the time being. That did not look like that. Kathy, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for calling. That is a great point. Make sure you call back anytime. I, I appreciate you listening. So there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. Like, there's still there's still answers to be out there, but it's funny that that all of the focus went on Bubba Wallace as far as him making this up, and nobody really addressing why in the world this would be a plausibility for NASCAR anyway. NASCAR opened an immediate investigation because they know that sounds like something that 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 sport would have been capable of doing. Me and you are not blind; we can see just well, even with these big black horn rim glasses I have on that you see on live. So we, we can see that, and we understand that. And Kathy brought up some excellent points. If you have not seen that rope, make sure you go and Google that or get on social media and find that because if that ain't a noose, <laughs> if that ain't no noose, I don't know. Uh, I literally, I literally don't know what is if that's not a noose. Uh, thank you again for the people calling in, checking in on that um, thank you for all of the comments here on Facebook Live. I'm going to address those on the next break. But coming up to close the show, you know it's about that time for me to tell someone to shut the hell up. And if you live in Texas, you might want to stick around for this one. I'll tell you who and why after a little throwback Diddy and them. It's the extra point. Time to move on. Time to be strong. Don't stop now. Straight to the top now. That's what I need. Again. If you happy, then be with him. Go ahead, mommy, breathe again. Go ahead, mommy, breathe again. Don't stop now, straight to the top now. Go ahead, mommy, make it hot now. I need me a love that's gonna make my heart stop now. And what I need is simple. Five foot five with dimples. Potential wife credentials. Know about the life I'm into, life I've been through, and how I had a trifle mental. So ride with me, G4, fly with me. Times get hard, cry with me, die with me. White beach saints lie with me. My advice is forget the limelight. Let's make love while we listen to Frank White. So tight, now I understand. Yeah, take that. Come on.
I say now, come on, mom. Been a whole day now. I wanna lay around and sip colada, dip in Prada. I'm smooth as Eric Estrada, dip in dollars. We out in Vegas, Nevada. Bubble bath in a champagne glass, about the size of a campaign ad. You don't know how you look to me, but if love was a crime, you'd crook to me. Cause mommy, I done been around the world, seen a lot of places, been around your girl. Believe I read faces. I could tell she don't want me to prevail, but I learned my lesson watching Sean dressing. So why listen to her and start guessing? Mommy, you ain't ready to ride to start dressing. I need a girl receive my mom's blessing. Confession, my love, no contesting. I need affection. Listen, I need affection. Let's go, Mary. Girl, what the hell is on your mind? Yeah. I could be done, but I'm not blind. Come on. There's something leaking in your mind. Put your mind right. Don't look too good for you and me. Always getting me That ain't what I need, baby Is a pretty woman next to me? Yeah. Oh, please, baby To share the dreams that I believe I need a girl in my life Maybe we can start a family Start a family, baby Someone to truly understand, baby Shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Never mind the weather, go somewhere and get our minds together. Build a love that'll last forever. So let's stop the pain, stop the rain, put stress to rest, girl. Stop the games, name the spot, mommy. I got the plane, road too rough. I got the rain, I got some things known to put rocks and rings, push a hundred foot yachts and things. Man don't play. Have you ever been to Sandro Pay or seen a brother play a mandolay? Girl, I wanna just look in your eyes and watch the sunrise. No more lies, no more tears to cry, no more reasons for leaving. You, I believe in. Love you to the day I stop breathing. I love you, girl. Come on. And we are back to the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. P.L. Colton in the house. Thank, um, thank you for the people calling in. Thank you for all of the people checking in on Facebook Live. I want to send a shout-out to my homie, Carlos Coronado, El Homie Grande. Shouts out. He says start um, Red Rifle and uh, drop down Dax Market Price. Hey, it could be. Now, all of that stuff you talked about, Marcus Mariota, now he's one of your uh, your quarterbacks. Hope he does well out there. Hope he gets a shot to take over the Raiders out there in Vegas. Hope the Titans play the Las Vegas next year so I can get out there and get my two-for-one on. I love me some Las Vegas. Shouts out to Coronado checking in. It's been a while. Get at me, player. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to, to end the show with me telling someone to shut the hell up. And if you live in Texas, I need you to turn up the volume. Turn it up. Cuz I'm uh, cuz y'all <laughs> Governor Greg Abbott I'm gonna need you to shut the hell up. 
I'm going to need you to S-Y-A-D and shut the hell up. Governor Abbott just today has done a, uh, I guess, a, an about face. And now he's ordering bars to be closed now, except for to go food and to go drinks as of noon. Again, we have a, a city ordinance here in Tarrant County in Arlington um, where masks must be worn inside places of business. Yes, the double award, Marcus Stone. Greg Abbott, he's getting on my nerves. So now he's trying to reverse course now that we're that our daily COVID cases are reaching the thousands, 5,000. It keeps going up. Now, now this week, he's preaching the, 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 the words of, y'all need to stay in unless it's absolutely necessary. Don't go out unless it's absolutely necessary because this thing is getting out of control. I care about you Texans. I want you all to be safe. These COVID numbers are going up and we're running out of hospital beds. So stay home. Now, Governor Abbott, aren't you the same governor that reopened the state of Texas going against the CDC's guidelines of having 14 straight days of, of cases going down? We did not have that. When he reopened, uh, when he he canceled the, the stay-at-home order on April 30th, he did not renew it. He let us all back out. <laughs> and there had not been 14 straight days of, of the, the virus going down, of cases going down. You did that, Governor Abbott. Remember Shelley Luther, the hairdresser from a la carte, the one that, that, that you overturned her going to jail? Uh, for contempt of court when she was talking bad to that judge in there who was trying to enforce the rules that you set in place you ordered the salons to be closed she opened her salon she got um, uh, a fine for it she continued to do it she had to appear before a judge was disrespectful to that judge was put in jail you overturned the conviction you did Governor Abbott you and your constituents went to her her um her salon in Dallas and you got haircuts with illegal illegal haircuts let's just call it that you got illegal haircuts while we were still in the stay at home order thumbing your nose up at Judge Jay Clinkins I mean of of of, of was it no Clay Jenkins is his name Judge Clay Jenkins who had who had been pleading and begging with the governor to slow down the reopening of the state because we hadn't had the scientific um, evidence to show that we were ready to take on such endeavors. But no, not only did we open up at 25%, it wasn't but about five, six, seven days later, we was at 50%. People walking around with no mask on. Even now, people walking around with no mask on. You're opening up bars. You're, 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 you're telling us this whole Texas strong thing. This was all you're doing. And you're right, Tasha, Ted Cruz too. You know, but that lady, she she wound up getting a half a million dollars in in GoFundMe in her GoFundMe account when she had already gotten uh, a relief stimulus package from the from the government from the state. I mean, from the the federal government. She was just doing that to defy your order, and you wrote for it because Judge Clay Jenkins is a Democrat, and you didn't want that Democrat out here telling everybody to stay in the house because you wanted to politicize coronavirus. 
Memorial Day weekend, you was like, oh, it's full go. You can go to Six Flags. You go to the lake. You go to the swimming pool. Everything was open. Remember they opened those movie theaters? And the movie theaters was like, who? <laughs> who opened? We ain't opened. You better Netflix and chill somewhere else. <laughs> we ain't opening. But now you want to you wanna tell us to stay inside now? The cat's out of the bag. The horse has left the barn. It's too late to put on a condom when you're both laying there asleep. Hope that didn't go over somebody's head. But it's too late to put on the condom. We both snoring now. <laughs> the cat's out of the barn. The only thing we can do now is come together and, and try to mitigate this thing. But uh, the last person on earth I want to hear give me some advice about how to handle the coronavirus now is Judge, uh, I mean, is uh, Governor Greg Abbott. No, sir. No, sir. No, because you got us in this mess trying to tr trying to, to, to look tough or try to politicize this or try to placate to the commander in chief. Whatever your reasons were for doing that, people begged and pleaded with you in those in those council meetings that we cannot do this right now. It is not safe. You went ahead and did it anyway. And now we're a hotbed here in Texas, a red state at a red level. Go figure. Go figure. So Governor Greg Abbott, <laughs> on behalf of everybody out here that's going to have to wear a mask for the next four months, if we miss sports in Texas because of you, y'all, see, this is why I wait to the end of the show to do it because <laughs> I get to cool off afterwards. But that's all the time I have today. I certainly do thank you for yours. Until we meet next week, make sure you love yourself and love others. It's your boy P.L. I'm out of here. Peace. Extra, extra, you can read all about it, but let my boy PL tell you about it. Extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point, extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point.